0: what is up equipped podcast welcome back for another episode this is season one episode three a new episode means that it's friday and if you're like me you're sure glad that it's friday it's been a long week but it's been a good week however there's no place that i'd rather be than sitting right here with you all getting you all this content so thank you all for those who encouraged me over the last week with uh, the podcast and everything i really feel like it's been pouring in Um, And from the bottom of my heart, I'm very grateful and blessed for those who have sent me the encouragement and take time out of their day to do that. Um, It really does mean a lot to me. Keeps me going. So thank you. Thank you all for those who encouraged Grace with her episode last week. If you haven't listened to it, she talked about God's attributes. She did an absolutely stellar job, so you should go listen to it. For this week, it's been a much-anticipated episode with a much-anticipated guest For those that follow the Equipped Podcast on Instagram, you saw who it was on Wednesday. For those of you that don't follow the Equipped Podcast, this will be new to you, but you should go follow the Equipped Podcast. It's just equipped.podcast on Instagram. You'll get all the latest episode announcements, biblical encouragement, quotes, all that good stuff. On the Instagram, we posted his speaker deck, and I'm going to kind of go over it now to introduce him. This dude's a big dude, big name, big dude quite literally. He's like 6'5". This dude was a former NFL football player. He is an entrepreneur. He's a mental and physical health advocate. And finally, some of you might know him for his role as the Bachelor on season 26. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, Clayton Eckerd. (laughs) Much for being willing to uh, join the podcast episode for today. I'm so stoked that we're able just to kind of stoke up some honest conversation about you know a number of different personal experiences in your life and my life. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for uh joining today. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, I think it's crazy sometimes how these connections are, are made in life. So I think <laughs> it's cool that here we are. Uh, we've worked
1: together in some capacity prior yeah. to this. Uh, and now we're we're on jumping on this podcast, so it's it's been it's it's cool for me just to see the many different ways that individuals are able to connect and uh, and yeah, here we are, man, having a conversation and an open and honest one. That's what it's all about. Yeah,
0: I love it, and we'll talk a little bit about um, how Clayton and I have been involved. He's got a fitness thing that he's been doing, um, and I want him to be able to talk about that. I've really enjoyed it, but like I said, we'll talk about. it. I just want to open the floor for some questions. So I've read up a lot on your on your story and your journey. A lot of people know you from season 26 of The Bachelor, but your story was what got me so involved with everything you do, honestly. So Clayton does do a workout program, and when I kind of heard your heart behind it, it that's what automatically was like, hey, this this dude is legit. Like he's got an honest heart behind it. He uh, enjoys what he's doing, and he's he's in this to help others. Um, and so. I've listened, like I said, listened to your story and realized that a lot of your anxiety and depression, body dysmorphia, started at a really young age. When was the first moment you kind of realized that something was different or off?
1: Yeah, for me, it was right around seventh grade. uh, And I actually just read something recently where I think that's when body dysmorphia starts to present. Mm. Uh, So I didn't know that at the time, but I just started realizing I was looking in the mirror, uh, and I was pinching my stomach fat, I was pinching my sides, and I was just fixated on my stomach. Everything else to me was okay, but it was that area of my body that I wasn't happy with. And so uh, that just continued on uh, as I started to grow and I put more weight on as a growing kid, especially with football, uh, I was packing weight on to because I had to. I mean, the yeah. guys that I was staying across the line from were... In college and beyond were 280 pounds, so <laughs> I had to be you know right there with them. And so uh, as I grew older and I was putting weight on for a sport, which was my true love and passion, uh, it just kind of exacerbated the symptoms. It made things worse. Uh, I never um, and still to this day, I, I don't like the way my stomach looks. I can't fix whatever that is internally that's not letting me see uh in a certain way because i've had other people tell me hey um you know you look great but it just doesn't resonate with me Uh, for whatever reason i could be told by um, thousands of people and it just has to be something that i believe and so uh, it started back in seventh grade and for me now um, i've just tried to find ways to better manage it uh and so physically i found healthy ways through fitness and nutrition um, but I also know that a lot of it can be the way it's a lot of it's mental. I mean, the majority of it is mental, if not almost all of it's mental For because sure. it's I'm perceiving and seeing my body in a way that others aren't. And so I've tried to um, go online and uh, read different resources. And I've even you know, spoken to a therapist and had these conversations uh, just trying to find ways to uh, better cope and, and, and manage and essentially love my body for what it is because it is what it is and um, I have the choice to either love it or hate it and uh, obviously for me uh, where I'm at in my life I want to be as positive as possible so I'm doing everything in my power um, to to love myself so that I can uh, then be able to provide that or send out that positivity to others around me.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And that's one thing I realized about you when we first kind of started interacting was just your positivity towards everything. I myself have struggled with looking in the mirror, and I would say a majority of people have, whether they're honest about it or not, where I'll make little comments about myself, just kind of putting myself down. And it's whether it's comments to someone else or comments internally in my head, where that does start to affect you. It does start to affect you where. Like you said, a hundred people could say, man, you're looking great. But if you don't truly believe it in your heart or get to the place mentally where you're like, okay, I I love myself for who I am. It's a a big deal and it's something that definitely goes untreated a lot of times. But the fact that you're able to talk about it and say, hey, here's my experience. This is kind of how I've overcome it. This is kind of how I deal with it day to day. Being able to speak about that is just kind of incredible. So I want to connect the dots between Physical and mental health. Your story goes with a little bit of both. Physical health, um, as you said, you played uh, football at the University of Missouri, correct? I did, yes. You're 6'5". You're a you're a big dude.
1: I got some height, yeah. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was something I was just gifted from above, was yeah. the height. didn't really do anything for that. I That's guess fair. my parents told me that um, if I drank caffeine cause I was big into drinking soda growing <laughs> up, they told me if I kept drinking it, it would stunt my growth. So maybe there's something there in that, but I stopped drinking caffeine, uh, after a year or two. And, um, and so maybe that's where the height came from, stem, stem from, stem I can thank my parents for that. Um, I think that was just a wise tale or, uh, just a, uh, a
0: myth all along that. Yeah. But
1: um, but yeah, no, I
0: definitely was, great. I, I got the height. And then for me, um, yeah, as I wanted to play at a higher level, I had to pack the weight on. Right. There was no other way around it. Got to. So I want to connect the dots between physical and mental health. So how has taking care of yourself physically helped yourself mentally?
1: Oh, well, with body dysmorphia, uh, the greatest thing it's done is that since I've taken gotten a better grasp on um, nutrition, the importance of it, I was able to... Uh, start to lower my body fat, and so, I, you know, I did have fat on my body, and it did accumulate in my stomach region, so I wasn't happy with how I looked, and, and you know, that's very common for a lot of uh, individuals, is that they are upset with, you know, kind of the way that their body looks, and a lot of people do accumulate fat in that stomach region, um, so I was no different in that regard, but I found that if I reduced my body fat, that... I was I would look more lean and even it would and that I would have abs and that would that actually helped uh, the mentality that uh, I struggled with was okay, now I'm seeing abs now my you know skin is feeling more firm around my stomach. So when I pinched it, it I was pinching less yeah. you know I was, wasn't, there wasn't as many inches of fat there it was every time I started to pinch and it was smaller and smaller and smaller and while i couldn't rid myself of all of that you know this the fat or even loose skin that i've just from stretching my skin out from playing football and packing so much weight on so quickly but i was able to basically cut down on those those you know centimeters or inches of fat that i could pinch and that helped my mentality because i could see it in the mirror and i could feel that I was making a positive change and uh, not to mention all the benefits from just physical fitness in general and and having better cardiovascular health and having higher energy levels and sleeping better, all these things that exercise offers and a good nutrition plan. Um, But it definitely really helped with that uh, mentality, that disorder that I struggle with to be able to visually see and feel that things were changing.
0: Progress is always something that's beautiful, especially when you're putting in hard work, like hard work to to get to that progress. When you when you see that, it's rewarding and all of that. And I know there's never been a workout that I've done that I've been like, "Yeah, man, I just shouldn't have gone today." You know, like it's 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 one of those things that after you get it done, you feel so accomplished about what you've done. You you know, you look, you can see the numbers, you can look at the calories, you can look at all that stuff. But there's something just internally, and I know it's most likely internally in your body and then mentally as well that goes along yeah. with that.
1: Absolutely. And what you're describing, I think, is uh, important for most people. Like A lot of people don't understand is I think people see um, someone like me and they think, oh, this man loves the process. This dude just probably goes to the gym and gets this incredible high from it, which is somewhat true. I mean, while I'm working out, if I'm having a good day in the gym, I feel really great.
0: Mm-hmm. I get an and release, but really, I
1: mean, I'm goal-oriented, right, Mm. process-driven, not as much as I would love to be, and so, uh, but you're right, I mean, a lot of times I think it's important to uh, just tell you, remind yourself that, hey, I've felt that end result before, I've been to that, you know, at the end of the workout, and I know how great I feel, so do I love the process, yeah, you know, not always. Sometimes I don't. But I know ultimately that I love the goal at the end result, which is um, just overall better sense of well-being and feeling happier and healthier following the workout. So I always trying to tell people whenever they start working out they're like, man, I don't like this. Is this normal? I'm like, yes, it's very normal to not. Enjoy the process. I mean, because, again, what are you doing when you go into the gym? You're taxing your body. You're taking your body to a place of discomfort. You're creating small tears in the muscle. You're literally damaging your body, not in a dangerous way, hopefully. I mean, right. your, your body will repair, but you're taxing your body where you're putting placing it under stress, So it has to adapt and overcome and rebuild back stronger. So it's not meant to be enjoyable, per se. I mean, you're basically putting your body through a little bit of, um, yeah, through stress. But the end result is obviously where it's like, okay, ultimately it's stress for a greater benefit, which is um, to see the, the, the positive outcomes on the other side. And that's kind of a lot about how life is. From what I've found is that oftentimes you have to go through those 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 that stress and sometimes it's for the greater good you don't know why yeah um, but you're going through these troubling times and you're like you know what i just have to believe that on the other side of this there's going to be a silver lining there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel even though i'm in the darkness right now
0: and i can't see any light i
1: know it's you know somewhere out there yeah i just
0: have to keep walking so i love that i think that's a great transition to the next few questions and i kind of want to stop and hone there you know, I want to bring some biblical integration into this because something you just said just struck so well. You know, when Jesus leads and guides you, it's easy to trust God when things are going well, when life is going great, when there doesn't seem to be any opposition. But we're expected to still continue to follow God even when he leads us into a dark room and we can't even see him anymore. When he's not even present there, we're still required and we're still out of faith to follow God knowing that his plan is better than us. I was reading today in James 4, and it talks about patience and suffering and just everything that you just said right there was so true about you know life. You can apply that to working out, but just applying it to life, knowing that you know to get up every morning and, and if you wake up, God has a purpose and plan for you in that day. We might not know what that specifically is, but you're going to go through trials of many kinds. In James 1 and 2, it talks about Rejoice, my brothers, when you go through trials of many kinds. But we go through trials of many kinds, but God equips us to be able to get through those to come out a stronger person on the other side. And from what I've seen from your story, it's just so amazing about the opposition that you went through early on in life, the opposition you went through after the show, but you just kept chugging, you kept chugging, you kept getting up, you kept having a purpose, you know, and your purpose has been able to help others like myself create goals for themselves to, and that's helped me mentally it's helped me physically you know my dad always says if you can take care of yourself in three areas you'll be okay mentally physically and spiritually those three areas i try every day am i doing things i need to cut it out and um yesterday uh, yeah i felt like i was just kind of in a rut wasn't a good day mentally for me and i've been kind of praying lord kind of lead and guide me to, you know, what do I need to do to get myself better, you know, mentally or spiritually to turn this day around? And I realized just social media, like the social media, the time that I would spend on social media was just almost felt like a disease in my brain that was bringing me down. It was not uplifting me. And so yesterday I was driving, the thought came. So I just parked, deleted all my social media And the amount of peace that I have had in the last 24 hours has been absolutely crazy. So I want to park on this subject a little bit for you. What role has social media played on your mental health? Oh gosh, uh, a tremendous role. Um,
1: Good and bad. And I think that's where it's challenging because I see the value in social media. As far as having a spotlight on you where you can take that spotlight and then you can take a lot of great things and place it up there with you. So it's not just me. That's been the biggest thing for me is that I have a spotlight on me, Mm -hmm. not quite like I used to from the show, but it's still there. And so while I'm in this light, I'm like, hey, well, how about I grab this from here and grab this from here? And I bring it in the spotlight. It's like, let's talk about these things while you're here, because that's what it affords you a large following audience people that were going to see these messages i just posted um on my story today uh, a message that i had someone send to me and they said hey i just wanted to reach out to you because um i was struggling over the last few weeks and so they sent this message and said uh you know thank you for just being so transparent open and honest i want you to know that um you essentially saved my life and she uh, she talked about a post that i made and The posts I made didn't really perform well at all as far as it had 1,000 likes or whatever, which for me, by what my typical posts were getting at that time were like 50,000, 60,000. So 1,000 likes, it made it
0: seem as though this post didn't
1: resonate, this post wasn't important. And that did impact my mental health because even I felt, okay, only 1,000 people like this. I typically get 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 likes, so maybe I shouldn't talk about this because nobody wants to hear it. Uh, the fact of the matter is the it wasn't very aesthetically pleasing uh, the posts that I made it was I'm not really very creative so uh, <laughs> I, put, I put a lot of these you know, these bit, these tidbits of um, Words of encouragement that people send to me and I put them all on a page so that I could then Send it out so others could see that and if they were struggling with their mental health um, They could read these affirmations and statements, and it may just help them out well again, it didn't perform well from a like standpoint, which did mess with my mental health. Cause I thought, okay, you know, great. Maybe I should stop doing this. No one wants to hear this, but then, you know, months, months later, this girl reaches out and says, Hey, you know, I had a handful of pills and, and I was about to pop them and I saw your post pop up. And she's like, it just reminded me. And I thought back to some videos you've done where you were just smiling and you seem like you've went through so much, but you're still so positive. And in that moment, you know, I, I started crying and put the pills down and it's just so powerful because I see how valuable social media can be, but I also have watched it destroy me and others as well. I mean, it's torn me down to my core with the amount of negative messages I've received that I started to believe. I started to believe that I was a terrible human being, like they were telling me, I started to believe I didn't deserve love, I started to believe that maybe I should move the stain on this earth that I left like I was getting death threats um, you know left and right and so uh, there's a balance there's a balance and I think it's a matter of how can you protect yourself um, while also still possibly utilizing it for good I could log off I mean I could I could legitimately just shut down my all my like my Instagram um, but doing so would then limit the reach that I would have. For talking sure. about mental health so it's it's one of those things where I, I just I'm like I can't shut it down because it's for the greater good that I yeah. keep it going but where's that balance and that's where I just don't know right now and I'm still trying to figure out that balance right now now, when people send me messages, any anything that's any the slightest bit negative, I block them instantly. Like, yeah. they can just say you're a terrible human being. It doesn't even have to be expletives. Block. I'm like, you're not gonna have access to my page ever again because I don't. That's the way that I can hold you accountable in the most mature way possible. To say, hey, listen, you're gonna pay the price of not, of being negative by not having access to my social media. I encourage others to do the same. I think if we all started blocking people when they were being you know negative for no reason um it would maybe get them to second guess like hey maybe I shouldn't be so negative because people don't want to hear what I have to say and listen to me so maybe I should take a different approach I just feel that's a good way that, that social media has offered me is and others is to say hey listen if you don't want to see it block it out um and hopefully those individuals that I've done that to will second guess going forward and think you know hey I don't have to send this comment there's no reason to what do I gain from it nothing right the only thing i the only thing I'm doing is just tearing someone else down. So, um, yeah, it's a matter of just finding balance. And and this uh, Instagram has certain filters. You can limit comments. Yeah. Um, people can't comment at all. I've seen certain podcasters do that, um, and maybe that's something I do down the road. But for now, my comments have transitioned to pretty positive. So I, I don't really have a reason to, to take them take them down.
0: I, I've had the joyous opportunity. It, it's so crazy. The way the Lord works, I think the Lord sets foundations throughout a number of different things, like months in advance. And the way that I followed your story, I live in a family with four girls. It's me and my dad holding down the fort um, at home, and so they're very uh, invested in the bachelor, invested in all of that stuff. Me, not so much. You know, I, I go through the room, I walk, you know, I walk through the room, see it, you know, go watch football with my dad. But for that's some how I was, reason, that's
1: how I was acclimated to it. Yeah, I'm um, watching it growing up, and I would walk by and you know catch a glimpse and just right. like, you know, think these people are ridiculous. Yeah, became one of them.
0: Well, I, I don't I don't know what it was, but for some reason your season was one of the only ones that I watched, and it was something with how you carried yourself and who you were. I I had no clue who you were. I knew nothing about you. A lot of these people just have. You at face value on the show, and they in that when you get the hate messages of you should kill yourself, you know, how dare you, you don't deserve love. These are people that don't know you, you know, worth a lick, and it's so easy to just jump on the train of, well, yeah, they don't deserve to love, look at what they did, look what they did. But there was something in my heart that just kind of like navigated towards you, so I started following you and your story pretty hard during the season and then after the season I just continued to follow you and when you started posting your mental health stuff was right around the time that I was just probably in one of the deepest mental health battles that I'd ever faced. Body body dysmorphia, anxiety, depression and I just didn't know how to like pull myself back up. Obviously I, I relied on my faith and I'm so thankful that I have that to be able to do that but just knowing and seeing other people like you and your story i remember there was a specific video that you posted where you were talking to a group of people and you were talking about you were you had a powerpoint presentation and you were showing the messages that you had received and like my heart just broke and being able to have a conversation with him about what he's gone through would be incredible and then four months later five months later you and i sitting on a podcast right now being able to have this conversation like it's one of those things that only god can do um yeah. so man i i think you i want to tell you thank you while i'm thinking about it now just for the transparency that you have put out there because it's helped me not even knowing you being it's helped me a lot so thank you man yeah no
1: i mean it, i i appreciate you it gives me chills hearing it <laughs> just because it reminds me why i'm doing what i'm doing and i think um, there's this misconception that uh, if we end up externalizing our pain that we're actually going to distance ourselves from others when in reality it actually brings us closer together For so sure. uh, it's, it's incredible because I found that myself that the more I open up the more intertwined I become with other individuals uh, that then reach out and say hey you know I'm struggling with this too and they feel comfortable enough to open up to me because they realize they see, hey, he's a stranger, but I know I can open up to him. As you know, I've had men and women both, but they reach they they reach out, and it's like just being able to externalize that and and type it out and put it out there and realize it's received with love and not with judgment. Yeah. I think it's wonders to, to to people where they're like, oh my gosh, like I just opened up about this, and I'm not any less of a, a, a human being. I'm not, you know, no one's judging me. No one is making fun of me and if they are then you know there's going to be people like that out there I mean there will be I've been made fun of I've been called every you know name under the sun for speaking up about mental health you know you're not a real man you're um you know if I saw you in in my city I'd you know I'd kick your you know you know what yeah because I'm not apparently tough and that's men don't talk about their feelings that's how I was raised in a toxic masculine environment, not in my house, but kind of football related. Football's known for that, this alpha male personality or persona. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of it's it's detrimental because what happens is you have a lot of men that struggle with these issues, but they don't talk about it and they suppress it. Mm -hmm. And when they suppress it, it just piles up. So, um, but regardless of whether it's men or women, I've seen it across both ways. Um, I've seen multiple studies that have shown that most people that have thoughts of suicide and get close to that point or attempt it, uh, it's the, it's the, it's the feelings of loneliness that drive them there. Um, so they think, okay, I have no one to turn to, I'm alone in this. And it's the perceived threat of isolation of them possibly opening up, which tell like, and they're afraid that people will cast judgment down on them and, and further isolate them. So they just, Go ahead, and they harbor it within. But we all know this. I mean, that the more things you harbor, it just builds up. You have to address it. So um, I'm thankful that again, through my story, we've had this connection. Then um, you, you giving given me this platform to speak on this. Hopefully, then with your audience, people will hear this. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of like it's a it's it's just a domino effect. You know this. Yeah. Who this podcast could reach? It, it doesn't
0: it doesn't have to reach more than one person in my eyes. Like that's the way I see it
1: with Praise everything God. I do. My speeches, when I talk on social media, I'm like, if I get one message, Mm. it has impacted somebody, it's worth it because that might be one life saved and that, why not? You know, that one life may end up going to somebody else and saving someone else's life. So one can compound very quickly. And that's where uh, I see it as at the end of the day, um, I'll play my smart, my small parts, um, but it's great that we can have these conversations like
0: For what sure. you and I are having right now because
1: um, more people will see this and go, oh, wow, like they can have this conversation. And it seems that as if they're both comfortable in their own skin. And I am becoming more comfortable in my own yeah. skin because I don't, I don't have to hide anything anymore. Right. So I can just lay it all out there. And it's like either you like me or you don't. But I'm not hiding my internal pain anymore I'm externalizing it and it's and like I said through externalizing it's actually brought me closer to individuals instead of distancing which when I with my younger self would have thought otherwise
0: (laughs) yeah and that branches into kind of the last question I want to go over so I know for guys and for some girls as well it can particularly be hard for them to open up maybe it's their home life maybe it's their friends maybe it's other concerns about being open and honest that they are afraid of so, what advice would you give to those people who are afraid to open up about their mental health? Yeah, so I think again the biggest fear for for men is that judgment from uh, other men. So mm-hmm.
1: uh, I think a few things you can do. One, um, maybe if you're uncomfortable with opening up to another man, open up to to a female figure in your life that you trust, because um, you know women. Not always you can't make absolutes here, but women. Um, often are maybe a little bit more emotionally in in tune with themselves, so uh, they're going to be more caring and loving and understanding, Uh, and so I think men can go to that, you know, a female figure in their life and have this conversation and ask for them to keep it private, someone that they trust. Uh, If it's, you know, if they're concerned that, hey, I can't tell anybody around me because, I don't know, this could get back to the, you know, I tell my mom and then he, she tells my dad and then all of a sudden, there you go. Like now my dad knows and thinks I'm less of a man. So if that's the case, then I think you can go seek professional help yeah. with a therapist. If you're of age where you can go do this, um, where no one has to know if you're, um, I don't know if it's, I think it might be older than 18, but that, that you can be, it's basically go and seek help without, um, mm-hmm. you know, an authoritative figure. And yeah. so if you, do it that way then you can do it that way and listen they have so many laws in place as as a psychologist where they cannot even like out in public i've talked to psychologists they say if they see their client out in public they will not even acknowledge them because they don't want to show that there might be a working relationship so these therapists do everything in their power to keep it confidential and there's laws that could get them in trouble if they don't so uh, i just try to tell men hey know that that's available where like you you if you want to keep it quiet you absolutely can you can talk to someone that's actually a licensed therapist or psychologist that can give you that really great sound advice and no one ever has to know um and if nothing else then again to just going on
0: to the right resources online again yeah you can google from your phone
1: and no one's going to know what your search history is, besides mm-hmm. maybe some third-party advertisers. But again, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the day and age
0: we're in right now. You got that right. Really paying attention too closely to most people, unless yeah. you're very
1: high-profile, but more likely they're not paying attention to your search history. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's, there's different avenues, and I just try to let you know people know of the resources available. I work with different mental health organizations, um, NAMI, is one of the biggest ones. Um, I also work for, uh, I've worked with uh, the Anxiety and Depression Association of I America. I saw that, yeah. Uh, they're an incredible organization, so they have these social media pages. You can go to websites, and they'll have all these resources, podcasts you can listen to. You can find a therapist in your area. Um, there's multiple different things that people can do. It's just a matter of seeking the resources. So at the end That's of the day... It try to tell people there's tons of resources out there. Don't continue to internalize. Seek these resources. And you can do it as privately as you need to.
0: Yeah, I think mental health is health too. And it is. And um, I had a very similar situation that I was talking through with someone the other day who had kind of reached out and said that they were struggling with some trauma of their past. They didn't really want to talk to their mom or dad about it just because of some situations where they had in the past and they just, it wasn't really taken well. So one of the biggest things I said was, have you ever thought about therapy and counseling? I'm a huge proponent of therapy and counseling. I think that there are so many different benefits to opening up to a professional stranger who literally has paid their way through school to do exactly what they're doing. This is their passion. This is their life. Um, And there's so many options. I'm sure there's options for wherever That's around you, but then there's so many online options like you were talking about. Betterhelp.com is a great one as well. Um, They send you an extensive list of, you know, a questionnaire. Would you like a Christian counselor, a non-Christian counselor? What are you struggling with? Um, And people can match up with you. But yeah, a huge proponent of that. I think that it's so beneficial because you go to the doctor when something is wrong with your body. You know, when something when you feel like there might not be something right, like take time to prioritize your mental health, especially in today's day and age where social media is more prominent than it ever has been. When people are are still the same broken, judgy people that, that are out there. But yeah, no, I think everything that you said was was so spot on. And I want to give you a little bit of time with a little bit of time we have left. Talk to us a little bit about your Fitness platform and what you're doing, um, and how that's kind of helped people.
1: Yeah, so for me, uh, because I've through a lot of trial and error, and I've been, gosh, I've been working out since seventh grade. Uh, so uh, I've, and I did a ton of research through because of body dysmorphia and wanting to just better, like, improve upon my own body in a healthy way, and so. Um, however many years of training that's been. It's like 16, 17 years of training mm. since seventh grade. Yeah. Uh, but I felt that, hey, I have a really good knowledge base. Uh, I made sure that I was NASM certified so that I had the credentials to be able to train uh, clientele and say, hey, listen, I have a, a credential backing this as well. So, um, you know, know that I've done, you know, the, the my due diligence to provide you with the best information possible. Uh, but my goal really is just to, uh, show individuals that uh, this it's not, it's not as tough as it seems, it can be very overwhelming at first when I put people on new workout and, and nutrition plans, it's a lot at once I mean it definitely is, even I started eating, making more meals, I follow the meal plans myself and I'm like man I can't make three meals a day, seven days a week so I'm like that's just so much to do, like I'm overwhelmed so I've, as I've told a lot of my clients, I say hey start with one meal a day, or even a couple meals a week, because that's a couple meals meals than you did the week before, and that's the whole point of what I try to instill into individuals is that just taking action, little changes create larger changes. You don't have to change everything overnight. In fact, I wouldn't tell most people to do that because what happens when you change too much at once? You can't figure out what is like what thing is actually impacting you the most. So if you change ten things which of those 10 things, maybe it's just one or two of them that has the greatest benefit and the other you know, eight things aren't really doing anything for you. But now you're like, I'm not sure which one's working. I made that mistake plenty of times. So I just try to sh- like show, educate individuals that I train uh, through one-on-one uh, fitness and nutrition coaching, um, provide resources, be a, a open resource for individuals to reach out to me on the app and ask questions. And then just try to show that my goal is that i would love to train these these individuals for as much long as they want to but my ultimate goal is for them is to look you know to one day say hey clayton thank you so much this has been incredible um but you know you've taught me so much and at this point i feel that i can do this myself like that's to me what a successful trainer is because when i get to that point um then i know that like okay this person feels confident enough that they can take this upon them of their themselves um so i feel very accomplished and happy at that point knowing that like okay i've given these, this person the right tools now they're going to go ahead and continue to chisel away at the, the life that they're looking to obtain so um so yeah i just i provide that resource because i've seen what um fitness has done to my life as far as just increasing my overall well-being and uh and so i want to give that back to others and so that's what i've tried to do and um, have a pretty substantial amount of people that I'm working with, and it's it's again it's teaching me so much yeah. um, because I learn a lot from my clients as well. Just as they um, are open with me, and we talk about mental health within the app. Um, there's a big support system yeah. building with with the group feature yeah. that I now have. So that's been cool. So it's really just building a community, and I think that's what it's all about. At the end of the day is we as humans aren't meant to go at life alone. Amen, man. Uh, so the more people we have around us, the more love we feel, the happier we'll be, and that's what it's all about. Is if I if I can be if I can bring people together uh, through having conversations, through utilizing a platform, um, and get more people discussing the topics that often aren't talked about, um, building that sense of community. Uh, that to me is my true purpose, because I know ultimately that um, long after I'm gone those roots that have
0: been planted will continue to grow and it'll turn into something really beautiful. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing with both fitness and wellness, uh, mental wellness, because they really do go hand in hand. Yeah. And speaking from someone who I'm involved in that as well with the group. And then Clayton also has given me that has equipped me with the tools to be able to do that where it's a meal plan every week, a workout plan. And now I didn't know very much going into, you know, working out. I played soccer my whole life, so there wasn't really a need. I was training 4 or 5 days a week. There wasn't really a need to get in the gym and work work out, and so after high school, moving into college, I needed that. And so Clayton Clayton's program was just incredible to be able to teach me all the things I needed to do it safe, that I needed to do it um um well and and nutritionally too. Just being able to teach myself how to eat healthier to get rid of the junk foods, to also be able to you know eat the things you enjoy. So Clayton, one last question. If anyone hears this and says, hey man, I really want to get involved with Clayton's program, how can one go about doing that? Yeah, I mean, I'm most active on
1: Instagram uh, at Clayton Eckard. So it's first and last name. Uh, E-C-H-A-R-D is how you spell my last name. And uh, I have uh, link right under my bio where my picture is that you can click, and then online coaching if you're looking for that. Um, it's the first link you can click into it, fill out a questionnaire, uh, then comes over to me, and then uh, we we'll can we'll be in contact from that point forward. Um, and for anything else, I put in that, that those links as well.
0: Um, I'm a big advocate with mental health, so I'm, I'm wanting to speak around the country. I'm writing a book yeah. right now, so for anything that um,
1: is that I feel that I, I want to share. I share the majority of it on Instagram, so uh, if people want to follow or just check in every so often, uh, that's where you can keep up with what I'm
0: doing. Yeah, and as I've stated before, I've had nothing but a positive experience working with Clayton, so I would suggest anyone thinking about doing it, just do it. Just try it out. See what it's like. Um, He's a great guy. So, Clayton, thank you so much for being willing to join me today. I very much appreciate it. Um, I've enjoyed being able to have just honest conversation with different, you know, personal experiences that you and I have, but much love and respect for you. And I uh, pray that the Lord continues to lead and guide you as your next step, you know, where you're kind of thinking about going. And um, I know we will if you just kind of draw close to him. So thank you, man.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for this conversation again. It's always worth having. So I really
0: appreciate the time. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. So that was the episode with Clayton. I really hope that you all enjoyed that. I'm so grateful and appreciative of him being willing to sit down with me for, you know, 30 to 45 minutes to just talk about life. Like I said, my goal for this podcast is to help others through honest conversation, personal experiences, and biblical encouragement. Um, And my goal is to bring others like Clayton on this podcast who have incredible stories Um, And so that him and I can have honest conversation, we can share personal experiences with each other, Um, and at the end of the day, we're able to encourage each other to go on and continue to be open and honest and vulnerable about what it is that God's kind of laying on our hearts. So I do hope that y'all enjoyed that. Feel free to reach out to us on the Equipped Podcast Instagram. It's just equipped.podcast. Um, there's going to be a lot of continued guests uh, coming on this podcast. There's going to be a few episodes with just me as well. But I hope that y'all all enjoy everything we put out. Uh, but yeah, feel free to message me on the equip.podcast. My personal Instagram, Colby underscore Hales is there as well. Feel free to reach out to me on that. But yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Peace out.